I'm just going to go in and vouch for that. (laughs) Welcome to I Tell My Husband the News. I'm Shannon Ray Green, a journalist at USA Today. Each week, I catch my husband up on all the stories he may have missed. He doesn't really like to read or watch the news, so I'm pretty much his sole news source. It's a big responsibility. My husband, Dusty Terrell, is a local comedian in the Washington, D.C. area. Thanks for being here, Dusty. Thanks for having me, Shannon. Hey, sugar. What's going on? How was your weekend? It was great. I got to hang out with one of my very best friends, Calvin. Yeah, he was visiting us from out of town. I also had a fun weekend. I played board games all weekend. That's right. Which I like to do, so that was great. We've heard. Guess what's (laughs) happening this week? What? It's my birthday. Oh, gosh. I should have said that first. It's okay. Yep. I'll be 23 this weekend. I'm pretty excited about it. I think you should add 10 years to that. No. It's actually 11 years. It's Dusty's birthday week. Woo-hoo. The best birthday gift of all would be a five-star review That's the on truth. Apple Podcasts. Uh, we got one this last week from Mick Gubb. Thank you so much, Mick Gubb. We super appreciate it. But maybe for my birthday, we could get we could turn that one review into a hundred more. Huh? You think a hundred? It's asking too much. Yeah, it's asking too I much. I think no. Tweets would be great too. Uh, you can find me at Dusty Terrell. I'm at Shannon Ray Green. And we'd also love to hear from you via email at I tell my husband the news at usatoday.com. Hey, Google, you don't really want to replace me, right? This was written by my colleague Jefferson Graham, who hosts a podcast for USA Today called Talking Tech. It's a great show, and it's daily. So if you're into tech, you should give it a listen. He writes, Google wants to do more than just organize the world's information. It wants to infuse itself into our lives and replace several of our daily tasks robotically. That clearly is the goal, as outlined this past week. Forget about those shiny new Pixel phones, tablets, and speakers that Google announced last week at a splashy event in New York. Or a new talking video speaker that takes on Amazon's Echo Show with the focus on Google visuals like mapping, calendar, and of course, all that YouTube content. That's cool. But the stuff we care about, you and I, that we would actually use comes down to Google's attempts to clone us. What? (laughs) Let me tell you right now, Google, Dusty Terrell is one of a kind. There is no way you could match this sort of charisma intelligence and hilarity all in one device or creature (laughs) rather than giving you a hard time and saying something about it'd be good if you were humble i'm just gonna vouch for that yeah i'm just gonna go in and vouch for that (laughs) jefferson continues writing consider some of the artificial intelligence advancements that the company touted this past week google will soon be able to make calls for you screen your calls and transcribe them on your behalf in real time, take pictures without you having to bother snapping the shutter when it senses that your subject is smiling or making a goofy face. All of these only if you have a Google Pixel phone. Joke's on you, Pixel. I only like to take pictures of people sad. (laughs) 
Let's begin with Duplex, the controversial new AI tool that has Google placing calls to restaurants and hair salons to set up appointments without you having to do it. First announced in the spring, Google said this past week that Duplex will begin tests this month for Pixel owners in four cities, San Francisco, New York, Atlanta, and Phoenix. Think about this for a minute. You announce, hey, Google, call the chart house and get me a table for two at 7 p.m. And your phone then does the work for you, having the Google Assistant apps robot call the restaurant in the background. You soon get a notification confirming the reservation or get informed that 7 p.m. was busy and you were pushed up to 8 p.m. Do restaurants across the nation know that they're going to be getting robocalls on <laughs> on our behalf now? Well, that's exactly what Jefferson mentions in this next paragraph. He writes, cool for you, but weird for the restaurant staff that already gets too many odd phone calls. Now a computer is calling and sounding awfully realistic. In a note to businesses over the last week, Google said they'll always be able to tell that they're speaking to a robot and that there will be an opt-out feature to refuse the calls. Sometimes when I get robocalls, I just start talking back to the robot because I know they're not a real person. <laughs> but then one time I started doing this because the the person calling me was reading from a script and they sounded so robotic. But then I just started like making fun of them and then they had to stop reading their script and say, sir, I'm not a robot. <laughs> Can I please continue? And I was just like, oh, I gotta go. <laughs> Did you feel bad? Yeah, I felt bad. Yeah. But also like, Stop calling me. <laughs> Telemarketer. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of calls we don't want, here comes Google's call screen. This is aimed at scaring away telemarketers. Instead of hanging up immediately on them, as so many of us do, Google has another idea. Let the Google Assistant take care of it. Get a caller you don't recognize, click a button, and let Google figure out who is on the other line and whether you really want to take the call. It's a variation of the old screening of calls picked up by answering machines that we used to do. Here's what the caller will see. Hi, the person you're calling is using a screening service from Google, and we'll get a copy of this conversation. Go ahead and say your name and why you're calling. In real time, you will get a transcript and the chance to decide whether or not to pick up. I bet a lot of those are going to be... It's your mother, you jerk. Pick up the phone. <laughs> and it's transcribed. Is that really the only people who call your phone are it's your mother? Just, yeah, you and my mom. And is, me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I will be so mad if you do call screening on us. <laughs> do not do it. I'm doing it. Jefferson writes, I love this and hope Apple feels inspired to steal it for iPhones. But let's be real. This isn't going to solve the problem. Telemarketers will hang up immediately. And the real culprit is the automatic robocalls, which the call screen feature won't be able to help with. Why? Because robots refuse to talk to other robots? <laughs> it's a real problem. Yeah. <laughs> It's a start in the right direction. So if you're keeping score, Google has already introduced Smart Compose to automatically fill in your emails and Gmail with suggested words to have Google fill in for your brain and take the work out of composing. It will make calls and screen them for you. It now automatically tells me every day how long my commute will be based on my driving history. Thank you, Google. And auto plays me endless videos it knows I like on YouTube without my having to ask. And it is usually right on with my tastes. But we still have to do the basics with Google. In searches, we type or say queries aloud. No robots have swept in yet to replace our curiosity. But give Google a few years, right? In other tech news this week, 
Google said it would shut down the little used Google Plus social network this week in response to a massive security glitch. Oh, no. I was using Google Plus all the time. It was just me in there. I could just do and say whatever I wanted. You and some Google employees, right? Yeah. (laughs) Despite so many people having Google IDs for Gmail, YouTube, and other Google services, Google wasn't able to join Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter in creating a popular, robust social network. I'm ready. Let's just declare Google our new overlords. Let them take care of everything for us, make our lives easier. I'm ready. I'm willing to give in. Bottle of Macallan, holy grail of Scotch whiskey, sells for a record $1.1 million at auction. I can't afford that, Shannon. (laughs) Who bought it? Will they be inviting us over or? (laughs) This is written by my colleague, Mike Snyder. This $1.1 million whiskey will likely never be sipped. Oh, what a waste. (laughs) What are they going to use it for instead? Like Molotov cocktail? Just light it on fire, throw it (laughs) at a house? For a million dollars? Yeah. If you have the means to buy it, a rare 60-year-old Macallan whiskey, which set the record for the most expensive whiskey in the world when it fetched $1.1 million at an auction last Wednesday. London-based auctioneer Bonham sold the Macallan Valerio Adami 1926 bottle, one of a dozen bottled in 1986, at its whiskey sale in Edinburgh, Scotland. Bidding on the bottle had been forecast between €700,000 and €900,000. That's $911,000 to $1.17 million. The winning bid from an unnamed private collector in Asia who participated by phone surpassed the previous record Bonhams had set in May when another bottle of the Macallan Valerio Adami 1926 sold for $1.06 million. Bonham's whiskey specialist Martin Green said, quote, I am delighted at this exceptional result. It is a great honor to have established a new world record and particularly exciting to have done so here in Scotland, the home of whiskey. Uh, I always thought the home of whiskey was here, Shannon. <laughs> My home. It's we... welcome here. I welcome it <laughs> with open arms into my home. I think we have a pretty international collection. We got Iceland. We got Scotch. We got... Good old Irish whiskey. Irish whiskey. And, of course, American whiskey. This bottle was purchased from the distiller for an undisclosed sum in 1994, and the seller, a UK-based whiskey connoisseur, was in a taxi in Italy when the hammer came down and was said to be thrilled, according to the Telegraph. McAllen commissioned Italian pop artist Adami and English pop artist Peter Blake to each design labels for a limited edition of 24 bottles of whiskey, with each one's art on 12 of the bottles. Peter Blake, he's most well known for doing the cover art for the album or the Beatles, the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. I've heard of it. Green described the Macallan, which had aged 60 years in sherry casks before being bottled in 1986, as the holy grail of whiskey and the Rolls Royce of malts. However, the buyer may never actually taste what's in this bottle. He told the New York Post, Obviously, we don't know what will happen to it, but anyone who can spend around a million pounds for a bottle of whiskey could afford to drink it. But it's an object of beauty in its own right, almost a museum piece. 
It'd be cool to have that. Well, it is my birthday this week, <laughs> Shannon, so if you're looking for a good present to get me, I bet it tastes disgusting. <laughs> I bet it's terrible. Maybe it, I mean, if nobody's going to ever drink it, I know. How could you know? Maybe it's just like, it's like awful. <laughs> I mean, maybe, I don't know this for a fact, but maybe there's no whiskey that's that old, you know, before, or taken good care of under the right conditions but there could be a turning point maybe maybe a 40 year old whiskey delicious 41 year old nope <laughs> pure toxic waste well there's no way of knowing because we don't have that much money to That's find true. out I mean, if I had spent a million dollars on a bottle of whiskey and then I tasted it and it tasted terrible, I would still pretend to like it because I wouldn't <laughs> want that money to be gone to waste. <laughs> That's so you. And last today, we've got the lightning fast headline roundup. Does Dusty care about these stories in the slightest? Here we go. Princess Eugenie stuns on her wedding day. I don't know who that is, and I don't care. Beer pioneer Bill Coors dies at 102. That's a long time to live, I think. If that's not proof that beer makes you live forever, I don't know what is. <laughs> Venom and A Star is Born. Zoom past first man. We saw Venom. You liked it. I did like it. I liked it, too. We did not see first man. So... We're aiding to that headline. <laughs> California soap opera actress aims for Congress. Well, that sounds like an episode of The Old and the Relentless. <laughs> Designer baby? New Jersey lab closer to making science fiction a reality. I want my baby to be purple. <laughs> Not on board over here. <laughs> Is this the year to finally take that Hawaii cruise? The answer to that question is always yes. <laughs> Facebook breach. Here's what you can do. Uh, I think I'm just going to do what I usually do, which is nothing and hope for the best. Entirely ignore it and put your head in the sand. Yeah. <laughs> Number five, Notre Dame survives Pitt's upset attempt. I can't talk about college football, Shannon. It just, issue always breaks my heart. Ronald Reagan is back as a walking, talking hologram. Somebody better call those Ghostbusters. <laughs> Willem Dafoe is much older Van Gogh in new film. I don't think William Dafoe would appreciate you calling him much older Van Gogh. <laughs> Facebook Messenger may soon add unsend button. That seems like a great idea. <laughs> You've been sending messages you wish you could unsend? No, I, I wish it existed in in my youth. <laughs> Razor Phone 2 goes after mobile gamers. I'm not interested. What I would like is to have my old Razor Phone back. <laughs> Next week on I Tell My Husband the News, well, I don't know, it hasn't happened yet. That's why it's called the news. <laughs> I Tell My Husband the News as part of the USA Today podcast network. New episodes come out every Monday. If you want to check out other podcasts from all across the USA Today network, just go to podcast.usatoday.com or find them wherever you listen to podcasts like Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts. 
Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.